Hey, hey y'all. It's Lace. It's Catherine. And, and this, this is Cheaty's Podcast. That's my wife, you asshole. This relationship is It's a mini episode, Catherine. I'm back. My voice is back. You're back. I found it. It's not a hundred percent back. This is me from now on. No. Yes. This is it. Yeah, it's a little bit more raspy. It's a le- little less Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I wonder if that rasp will last, though. Will that rasp last? Let's find out in two more weeks. This, yeah, this, this, I, I think this is the new. Is it the new you? Well, okay. Now that I nannied enough different children, you have realized there's certain people that have a certain voice and they can get voice work for anything. Every time I turn around, they're on their iPad or something. They're watching a show and I'm like, is that Ron Funches? Is that Wanda Sykes? Yeah. I'm not like, it's on shows that it's like, it's, they're not like popular. It's not a Pixar. Yeah. Their voices are in, like, you wouldn't, it's like a YouTube channel show. Yeah. And I'm sure they go in the studio and they work for 30 minutes and they get paid a ton. So, yeah. Voiceover work is like, man, so, that's where the money is. So I'm leaning, like, I'm, I want to be, like, how many, I could voice so many little boys. You really could. And now, Pre- like. Premature, pre, or I mean. What are you trying to say? Pubescent. Prepubescent. Yeah. Prepubescent. Yeah. Boys. Yeah. Boys. I think so too. I think with this, if this new voice lasts, this will be um, boys going through puberty. Cartoon characters. That'll mm-hmm. be you. Definitely the one that gets beat up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're not the one beating anybody no. up. No. You're the one getting your ass handed to you. <laughs> you're getting, you have no lunch money. I hope I'm on Big Mouth. 2024. God, big mouth. Speaking of big mouth and speaking of podcasts, I just listened to uh, Maya Rudolph on uh, Conan's podcast. Oh, so good. What did she talk about? She talked about, she talked a lot about doing that voice on big mouth, playing the hormone monstrous. And uh, they kept doing the cut of uh, her doing bubble boil. (laughs) Bubble boil. Can't even do it. It's so good. But Conan loves uh he loves Maya. They go way back. I like how we're talking on our podcast about another podcast, but it's so good. Turn honestly. Ugh, I know. Let's just listen to instead of us recording this mini, let's just turn it off and listen to Conan's instead. Well, we'll just do that for an episode. That's what we should do. It's we'll just, just Well, two birds, one stone. Yeah. You can listen to us, listen to that. Yes. Maybe people would tune in just to hear us listen to other people's podcasts. Um, what would be something that would make me burn the world down is if somebody like truly did get like famous and a lot of money off of just list. Like, can you see, you know how people like kids on YouTube now are like millionaires make so much money from getting toys and unboxing them. Yes. If somebody just, decided to like listen to our podcast and then just make got like, and, famous and, and money off that, then I'd be like, it's time for everyone to go now. Yeah. This is the end. 
I would help the I would be carrying the lighter fluid with you on our way to burn the world down. Can you see that kind of progressing? Oh, I could see that happening in a heartbeat. Because, because, and I... First of all, that is our luck. That is what would happen to us. Because, and I, I find it, I do find it funny, this certain thing I'm about to bring up, but you have to realize that, like, there is truly no, as much talent in making this kind of quote-unquote content is, like, the TikTok where people just dub over other people. Mm -hmm. That gets them famous. You're not doing, you're not creating any, you're not even writing a joke. No. I mean, I kind of, I get this, the, the, the Sarah, what's her name? The Sarah Cooper. Trump thing. Mm -hmm. Well, she also is, she has a history of stand up and improv, I think, and stuff yeah, like that. But, I mean, she does create like, um, the kind of like the irony in the video. Yeah. 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 But I, you know what? I'll be totally completely honest. Go for it. I don't really understand. Like she's so, so famous for it now. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of like, but she just dubbed over what somebody else is saying like right she it really didn't take a lot of brain power and creativity to be like well i'll just sit in this room no but honestly like here's the thing and i we're not even i don't want anybody to think that we're like cutting her down or anything because she's i mean we run in the same circles but like she i, I mean all, all i can say for that is good for her honestly like that kind of thing would have pissed me the fuck off like a year ago i think but okay. now i'm still a year back then. after the pandemic though honestly i used to get like crazy mad but now i just go well good for you but people whatever are it is that like gets you crazy famous at this point you know what this world is so insane nothing makes sense everything's upside down like I need to start doing more work on myself. Like, I don't know whether it's meditation or if it's therapy, which I can't afford, but I'm, so I'm leaning towards meditation, which is free. <laughs> but like, I need to do some inner it's work. It's $70 a year with the app. Ugh. See, nothing in this world's no, free. No, it's not. But I, like, I, I just have to kind of be okay with and do some work in my mind to be okay with how, like, avenues that other people are taking to get famous because here's the thing just the old way of working extremely hard in that field and trial and error and you know falling flat on your face a million times like in comedy it used to be you could only earn your way in comedy if you put in the time like the physical time you but toured the country, like you anymore. lived in a car, you did everything, you did the work, you networked your ass off, you did it for 15 years and then you were able to like get famous. And then guess what? Um, last comic standing came around. It got a lot of people famous who had only spent a couple years in comedy. And then, uh, Netflix came around. Same thing. It gave like everything like in social media came around and then made like gave people, they could just get famous in a second. So now it's like, who is it me who has the problem? I guess like, I oh, was. I, I, I think I just some. I just get upset when some people. I watch some people who are truly talented and geniuses and are working super super hard, and they're not getting what somebody else is getting. That I'm I'm literally watching what they're putting out, and I'm like, mm -hmm. what? It, that's you're not. There's mm -hmm. no real creative juice coming out of there no. you're just there's no originality you're like but that's the thing is the business is it's just like it's it feeds off of 
whatever the popular thing is at the moment. And like the industry, instead of it being creative, the, the industry is not creative anymore. The industry doesn't sit around and come up with great ideas and then hire people or cast people to fill those roles or to make those parts come to life. The industry is, it just looks out and it just is looking for whoever's getting noticed at the time. And then they snag that person and they go, okay, do that thing that you do on TikTok and we're going to give you millions of dollars for it because there's already millions of people watching you. So we want in on that. That's what the industry does now. So it's like the industry changed. So the, the level of, I don't know, criteria or qualifications that people were looking for before has changed. So are we the dumb ones? Because we think yes. it takes working hard. <laughs> it, I guess freaking so. Right? See, do you see what I'm saying though? And you know me, you know how annoyed I've been for years about like Instagram stars getting famous or YouTube I stars getting fucking weekends at comedy clubs. But at this point I kind of, I'm like, Shit, maybe I need to evolve. I, I, and I do, let me, I'm not saying like just getting Instagram or, or like social media famous. There are a lot of people that are famous from that, that have, the stuff that they, they put, put out the is amazing. And or, like, or that. Yeah. Oh, that is, that took like so much production and, and time mm -hmm. and effort. And that's, and I like, I keep, and people, you know, like their sketches that they put out there or characters they've created are absolutely, yeah. who's the girl, Chloe from, SNL. Oh, Chloe Radcliffe. I mean, her oh freaking my God. impressions Hilar are absolutely hilarious. Spot Hilarious. On. There's, you can see how talented and genius yes. she is. Yes. But then there's literally other people out there that are just. Well, we like, have we have a, a hometown example, Blair Erskine. Yes. Our buddy Blair, who's absolutely hilarious. Hilar and she creates are unbelievable, and that's she creates like, all of yeah. that content herself. She works her ass off for that content. Granted, she's you know doing it at home, like the production quality is not high, but the writing and the performance is insane. It's yes. so good, and she's been doing that stuff for a long time, and now she's finally getting noticed. And it took a pandemic, and it took her jumping in at the right time. So it's being in the right place at the right time on Twitter yes. for shit to blow up. And I'm good for her, like literally good for her. And, but that's unlike what, I mean, she's a good example of people who are putting in there the work. There is that Benny drama guy that's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Megan Stalter. Like all these people that just write, there's, write, 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 yeah. write, and put all this. It's hilarious. But then there's people who literally that, But like, I think it just, yeah, it opens up the door for other people mm -hmm. to also fall yeah. through that you're just watching this stuff and you're like, yeah, you just stole that from somebody else yeah. and took and put it wasn't your even face your art. on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you're getting and I'm like, that is the shit that I'm like. Or it's like, dude. I love to talk shit about this dude. Let's talk about him. Uh the fucker who created Southern Mama. Because that Darren Knight kid, he he pissed me off years ago before everybody found out, you know, what a huge racist he was. Oh, yeah. But he all he was doing online was on Facebook, just put, he would put on a wig and sometimes not even put on a wig and act like a Southern woman and yell over his shoulder at kids that weren't there. And that's all he was doing. And that started getting millions of views. And I get it. I mean, what are you going to do if you're the industry? You see somebody online doing a character that they made up and then they're getting millions of likes and shares and all this. So the industry's like, oh man, let's start putting you in comedy clubs, right? They throw that dude into some shows and start booking out weekends. He got management. Yeah. He got agents. He got all this shit. And they just started putting him on shows. 
Then he would go to comedy clubs and people would, he would sell out because they would see his yeah. name and then he could not deliver. Well, cause, cause you're trying to ride on your fame, but, but when people go to the comedy club, they want to see, they're A expecting the same, because the other people they saw who've been on the road yes. for decades and have worked decades. and worked and, and honed this craft and have become really good Written at it. jokes and worked jokes out in front of every type of crowd you could possibly imagine yeah. and like work their ass off. And then you see somebody who like could make some dumb videos that got shared and then try to, try to translate that into stand up. It's not the same. But he's still getting the, the ticket sales from it. He's still yeah. making the money. From it. I guess well, what I'm saying. But here's the thing: his ass got handed to him, which was beautiful. Remember this last yeah. year? What happened? Was it last year? Or the I year think before? It was just for laughs. It was it just for laughs? Like for those of you who aren't familiar, it's like one of the biggest comedy festivals in the world. It happens in Montreal every yeah. year. Uh, long, super long running festival. It's incredible. It's a huge honor to get to get in it in any capacity. And he was voted by Variety magazine one of the top 10 comics to watch, okay? No stand-up to back him up. They literally, his management had to pay other comedians watch to write. sound off? Was that the title? <laughs> That's what it should have fucking been. So they, his management was like, he sucks at stand-up. He cannot deliver. All these people who shared his dumb videos went and expected him to be funny, and then he could not do the same thing. He couldn't, mm -hmm. like, bring it again, because all he could do was funny videos where he yelled over his shoulder. That's all he was good at. And then you put him on stage and then he can't carry a room. So they did all that. And then Variety went and named him this, which was insane to begin with. They should have done some background at this point because already at that point, Confederate statues were being taken down all over the place. This was like two years ago when Confederate statues yeah. were being taken down. And he made a comment on Facebook or to his followers or whatever, because he lives in Alabama or from Alabama. And he said... Oh, he went and bought himself a plantation as soon as he started making money. Yeah. Um, he, he said plantation? People no, still he call bought it a plantation. Yes, an actual plantation, like a former planta southern plantation. But do they call them farms now? No, they they're keep, plantations. I mean, it's a plantation. The house and the the land and everything. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the definition of what a plantation is. So he okay. bought one, okay, on purpose. Yeah. And then he posted online and told people that he'd be happy to take any Confederate statues that were being taken down. They could put it on his property at his plantation. Yeah. What? This guy, Variety named, top 10 to watch. And After then, he tweeted that? Yes. Yes. So he gets to Just for Laughs. They put him in the Variety Showcase. And he eats a dick on stage. Like, bombs completely. He starts doing jokes about shit and diarrhea, and Walmart, does all these shows, in, in Montreal, okay, people are, like, the other people on the show boo are him. absolute, oh, like, murderers, killers. murderers, it's Amanda Seals, and then our good friend Dulce Sloan, yeah. who is a uh, correspondent for The Daily Show, a uh, comic out of Atlanta originally, shout out to Atlanta, and uh, I forget everybody else who was on there, but I know all this details, like, word for word, because of Dulce, because she was there, this isn't yeah, just hearsay. That. Chris Red was on it. Chris right? Red from SNL. From SNL. <laughs> like, I remember because they were like they they were just weren't they waiting for him to walk backstage? Yes. And he tried to like defend himself, and they were like, no, no, no. Oh yeah, no. He stood on stage and then talked shit about the other comedians. That's what he did to this audience who had just seen all the other comedians. And then he starts talking shit about the other comedians and calling them PC and like saying all this crazy shit. And then they, Do you, you know, who else does that? Because I who I hosted the mic that you gave me. 
open micers. Oh don't yeah. Don't know how to do stand up comedy. Don't know how you to go do there with a ton of confidence, and they yep. bomb, which is and they fine bomb. because and then they start yelling at everybody else. And now they're else. embarrassed, and yep. then they start making fun of the host and other other comedians. Mm-hmm. So that oh, it's just says, y'all. Y'all don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What that says to me is that he is ins- insanely inexperienced. Yep. Untalented. Untalented, and had to lean on talking shit mm-hmm. because he was backed into a corner and had no talent to ride on. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, so that all went down at Bryce. So that is getting someone getting their dues is literally, you know, talking shit, being a jerk, being a racist, being getting successful in a field that they have done zero preparation to be good at and just expecting things to be handed to them and then turning on everybody and then everybody attacking them back. Rightfully so mm-hmm. after showing your ass in mm-hmm. public. So that's the only good that's the only good thing that can come yeah. from somebody getting famous. That should, but for the most part, though, a lot of people are getting famous now from just doing. And I'll, I'll still uh, Whitney Cummings term because I think it's the funniest term in the whole world: lazy cheerleading on TikTok. <laughs> people yeah. are literally just doing lazy cheerleading, lazy lip syncing, and well, they are getting TV deals. TV deals from that. I, I, I guess. Okay, I should say this. It's just the reality you have to accept now. It's That's not- what I'm trying to say to you is like, I, I cannot sit here and just keep being angry against the system because that is what's working now. Yeah. So I guess now we just, I mean, might as, might as well join in. Yeah. It's, it was like, um, maybe it was like six or seven months ago. This is before the pandemic. This is right before I opened for Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, he had come to one of the clubs here, and after he was like, oh, yeah, I'll do a Q&A with um, a room full of comics. It was so funny to watch him talk about how he came up. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I could see that the boom was, the comedy boom when he was coming up was going to, it was going to pop eventually. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I wanted to get in with the clubs before it popped, so I wasn't one of 100 people trying to fight for now this limited space. And, he, you know, he was like, so I went on the road all the time. And he was just talking about that's how, and if you made it, that's how you made it as a comic back then. Yep. He was like, you you stay on the road. You you keep contacting blah, 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 the, all, the, all the managers and yada, yada, yada. And someone raised their hand and they asked about social media. Mm-hmm. And he was like, ah, yeah, I'm not really on it. And, and it just, it was like this switch you could that see. Disconnect. Where somebody, you just kind of like, you're like, well, back then you made it because you were hardworking and you were good. Mm-hmm. And nope. now it's not, like he literally didn't, and I don't blame him. He was like, I don't know how to tell you that because I didn't come up then. Right. Now you need a social media presence. You need to be good you on social to. media to make it. Here's how you make it in stand-up comedy. Um, stop wasting so much time writing good jokes and being good at stand-up comedy, and literally just find a way to get famous through Twitter or Instagram or YouTube I mean, it's, or it's a harsh reality that we have to Facebook face. Yes, but it's like shit. So like the best people aren't even getting the best gigs. No, it's the people on social media. But think about it though; it's really no different than back then. Because let's say when Jeff Foxworthy was coming up in the '80s and '90s, like. It, same thing, the person who's busting their ass harder and has the ability to like be on the road and travel and go from yeah. place to place to place to place to place and has like the money to afford a fax machine because fax machines aren't cheap or, you know, yeah. to be able to fax in your avails every week and to mail, to be able to 
do you imagine how much harder it was to like film yourself on stage doing comedy with a like a camcorder and a VCR? I mean, in a in a like a VHS tape, and then going and cutting that, and then going and making copies because that's what you used to have to do like way yeah. back when. And, and mail couldn't even add a laugh track. Which is that what you do now? Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. You should get the laugh track in there. Did you but... record your grandma laughing? <laughs> While you record on top of your grandma laughing on top of yeah. your grandma laughing on top. Okay. Yeah. But no, think about it. Like, so it would be the people who had that ability to, to make themselves known and make themselves heard back yeah. then. And not necessarily the most talented, not saying Jeff Foxworthy is not insanely talented. He is obviously, but, um, but it was really just about who got seen the most, which mm-hmm. is exactly what today is. It's just a different game. Completely different way to play the game. Now, there's way more people playing the game than there ever were before. Because it's more accessible. Yeah. But it's just like music. You know, like people get famous because they, a song that they put on the internet or whatever got seen by so-and-so and that producer, da-da-da, blah-blah-blah, you know, like help them, help them, yeah. did this, move them here. But it doesn't mean that they're the most talented person in the world. They just were in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I know. It's just, I'm too, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> is this, wait, is this your retirement episode? Yes. Um, I've landed a gig. As, uh, I'm voiceover work for, um, it's uh, Airbud 67. <laughs> uh, Airbud is now a nanny. <laughs> and so I'm going to voice over the dog. Um, cool. Yeah. I love it. The dog's thoughts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's actually rated R. Oh, it's fantastic. Airbud's actually. Oh, it's a oh, porn. I'm so wait, sorry I didn't it's say Airbud 69. It's Air, yes, it was Airbud 69. Airbud 69. Yeah. And it was not Bud, it was Butt. Airbud Air 69. And she's the nanny. She's I the guess. nanny and a Caught dog. Up. Yeah. There's yeah. just a lot of doggy style, is what you were trying to say. Yeah. And, um, oh, and there's a lot of. Um, it's like a bark moan. Yeah. So I'm, well, yeah. I'm actually getting, uh, well, they said I get paid $23. <laughs> hey, that's then, more than you get paid for comedy. Yeah. Well, they said royalties. So oh, I will, okay. uh, yeah. So what they said was, I, they'll mention me on their Insta story. Yeah, and by royalties, what they meant was like T-shirts with pictures of the royal family on it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you're just yeah. gonna get like a royalty. Yeah, just one T yeah. shirt. Yeah, just one royalty. Just with Queen Elizabeth on the front. Yeah, and they were like, "Sorry, um, it's been worn before." Yeah. But, uh, well, it was used for cleanup in the last in Air Airbutt sixty eight. So, yeah. I'm super excited about your new. Well, you about know they future. said this, you got to learn how to play the game. Hey, but in the meantime, you're making you're making money moves. Uh, you've got some good stuff coming up on the horizon. You and old Hot Tub, y'all are oh, moving on up. Yeah, we bought a house. Meaning Hot to Tub bought Smyrna. a house. We're moving into the suburbs. Um, we're getting a place. Uh, Hot Tub said this is the perfect place for us to sit into our own hot tub together. Um, we didn't even look at the inside of the house. Um, oh, you didn't even show me in the Zillow pictures. Where are y'all going to put the hot tub? Oh, we have to build out a patio. Oh, okay. And I do want to reiterate that when I say we, I mean he's paying. He, he's paying. He's designing it. He's yeah. doing it. Yeah, because I haven't gotten any checks from Airbutt yet. 
Uh, That's exciting, though. Yeah, he The house is cute as hell. The house is really cute. He's really nervous about uh, my cleanliness. Yeah. I don't pick up. I'm not the tidiest of person. He has just, in the nicest way possible, like, been like, I'm like, dude, I don't. Does he expect me to clean a toilet or something? I'm never going to be able to do that. Um, one time I did, I put the dishes up. But, uh, and he, like, in the nicest way has been like, look, I'll deep clean. Like, I'll take out the trash. If you could just, like, like, could you just maybe pick up? Like, do you think you could put your shoes away? <laughs> and I appreciate um, So how low he set the bar for That's me. really I won't sweet. be able to meet it, but. So I think one of the bedrooms of the three bedroom needs to just be your shoe room. Yeah. Well, and then you just said, close the door and then he never has to see anything. Well, he goes, will you get mad at me if we just designate a closet where when I just see things of yours, I'll throw it in there. Perfect. And I was like, yeah, I'll kill you. This shows me a man that knows my Catherine. Yeah. He's very nervous. He should be. Because I'm so nasty. <laughs> I have... Well, I have, like, you could write a murder note with the hair on the side of my shower. Yeah. But I also have, um, this is disgusting, but so I keep feeling like I have a fruit fly problem. It's I have a problem and the fruit flies yeah. are benefiting off of it. Yes. So now I have little Tupperware set around my apartment. To with, catch um, the fruit flies? With vinegar, vinegar and, in it, uh, and then it's dish soap? Saran wrap over it with holes mm-hmm. in it. And there's just like forty to 50,000 dead flies in all of them. Do you do you understand what causes that? Mm-hmm. Rotting food. Bodies. Also bodies. Yeah, in my trash can. Speaking of rotting bodies in your trash can, your ex still owes you money, right? Yes. Um. I, so, I don't. What do you do? I. This makes me so mad. Like, we need a whole episode on how to get money from an ex because my <laughs> ex who's the whole reason of this podcast, uh, he still owes me thousands. But how would and you, it's how been do you nine let that years. sit? Like, I, my, this is my, the inner core of my being is like, I'm not going to just not let that money not be paid to me. But I had to no... give up because he had an excuse every single time. Well, so does this guy. I mean, it was like, it was to the point where, you know, I was like, oh, I was getting it because I knew he was getting unemployment. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, you remember when the government was like, hey, we're stopping the $600 yeah. a week. And I was like, I know I'm going to get an excuse from him. Mm-hmm. You know I'm going to get an excuse from him. And he sent me this thing. And he was like, oh, they stopped my unemployment. And I have to talk to my – and I was like – it's one of those things where you're like, you knew they were getting an excuse. And you're like, dude, they didn't stop your unemployment. They mm-hmm. stopped everybody's, everybody's unemployment. Yeah. Don't make this that you're a victim and mm-hmm. this this one incident has really thrown you under the bus. Like, you knew that was coming. Yeah. You knew because I because I gave I gave him a six month grace period. Also, I broke is, up. I'm the so money. sorry, but isn't he still living rent free right now? I don't know. I don't know. But he then he sent. But then you know when one excuse doesn't work, then he throws out another one that really pulls at your heartstrings. Oh yeah. And they're always the victim, and he and he always has. Well, an that's excuse. what he did the entire time y'all were together. Yes, but how do you? Because <sighs> you can't. How do you get money from an? Ex that's exactly if, if Catherine. You, if it's I not would, like I, I would love to know. Ri- I would absolutely love to know because nine years ago, fucker still owes me money. And you look back. And I just gave up eventually because I was just like, I'm moving on in my life. I am tired of this conversation. I'm tired of begging and I'm tired of the, the excuses that I know are coming every single time. I'm just tired of it. I just got tired. That's what stopped me from messaging anymore. 
That is so infuriating. Mm-hmm. Think about what you could do with that money. I know. Trust me. And I think about how much, like, the little stuff I, like, he would get a ticket on his car and he wouldn't pay it. And then he'd mm-hmm. park in the same place and get a tar- When there was other places to park, and he wouldn't pay it until eventually you walk out and he had a boot on his car. And then he'd mm-hmm. sit there and be like, I can't go to work because there's a boot on my car. Uh, the because 47 the, tickets you didn't because, pay. Because it's just another thing that happens to me. This yeah. always happens to me. And I'm like, dude, you just didn't pay all the parking tickets. You That didn't just happen to you. No. So then I pay $500 to get the boot <sighs> off his car. You know, and it's little stuff like that. And you now, like, I moved on. And I'm not, and he's just sitting there with excuse after excuse about why he can't pay me that back. Mm-hmm. But Catherine, absolutely infuriating. I'm gonna be the uh, the ghost of uh, Christmas future. Nine years into the future, uh, they're still gonna be struggling. So it's it's just it, people who don't prioritize things and you know, are constantly playing the victim and are constantly manipulating other people and are wasting more time in covering things up and manipulating the time that they could be spending on time management, and moving their lives forward. The, that's the, that's what's going to happen eventually. Like, I, I don't know. They, they reap what they sow is what I'm trying to say. Oh, he's but- sowing all these seeds and he's going to, they're, he's just going to be sowing seeds like this forever. And owing money. But yeah. I just want to, I, like what you can't do like I don't want to be that low as to be like I'm looking I'm like dude I'm not gonna blow you up on social media but yeah. but screw you yeah. screw you for like taking advantage of somebody playing the victim and acting like mm-hmm. you're so desperate for this money it's things that you didn't even it's just because you aren't responsible enough yep. to take care of stuff and now you're burning them even after the relationship is is over. As if they didn't do enough by cheating and lying and yes, and dude. making you take on expenses. Like this is just the st- shit that's owed to me post breakup. Like I'm not even ta- I'm not even counting all the money that I put forward for my ex while we were together in the six years we were together. Like I'm not even counting that. It's like, so they, they take and take and take and take and take, and that's all they know how to do is take. And then it's- But, but it, when you stand up for yourself and ask yep. for it back, mm-hmm. then they flip it again, oh. and they make them the victim and you the villain. Yes. How dare you you uh, try and knock me while I'm down again? It's like, why I, are you- Let's I back up. Excuse this why are you down? This excuse again. But why are you down? Oh, because you fucked up a situation you were in. Because you were in a situation where you had it fucking made, and then you fucked that up because you got caught, and now you're expecting me to feel sorry for you. It's it's really a, like a, an illness. Like it, it really is. I mean, truly I, is. So I told I'm I'm going through this whole uh, thing with my dad now that I haven't I haven't talked to him in two and a half years. And oh yeah, we haven't even talked about yeah. this. This has happened because we didn't have a mini last week. Yeah. Because but, of your voice, yes. Yeah. So we haven't so even talked. I so I like finally like this whole thing that happened that I'll, I I want to talk about it, but I want to finish doing this research I'm going through. Where my you know I I t- finally like spilled all these beans to my therapist, and she was like, "Your dad is like textbook narcissist," and I hate I feel like narcissist is so overused in general. People now. throw it around a lot. Yeah, we but, do specifically on yeah, this podcast. But she like sent me this this book that I'm reading that is like blown my eyes way open and it's right and I've recognized like how I, d- I did that in my past relationship with the guy that cheated on me like 
he was also textbook narcissist. And I want to finish this book, but then I want to like, I would love to come on here and kind of just explain like my dad and like examples of how you can kind of recognize this behavior in people Mm -hmm. and, and then like protect yourself and stand and, you know, stand up for yourself in a healthy way that they're not going to be able to twist back at you again. Uh, But like this book and like these, just these things I'm going through with her, it's like blowing my mind. Yeah. How much I open myself up to letting these people take advantage of me. Oh, man. I mean, but I'm not the only person. I think it happens no, to No, it's happened to me multiple times. I mean, shit, it happened to me recently. Yeah. With another situation that I can't really talk about on here. But, yeah, it's so – it's I, – I, I don't know. And then it makes you feel like a failure because you could keep falling for the same thing. But I think you're, you're learning way earlier, I think – well, no, that we both kind of came into this thing at the same exact time in our lives, which is bizarre. Uh, but yeah, your whole cheating experience happened at the, at the same age that mine did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've spent the last few years, thankfully, not having to deal with too many manipulators because I started learning how to like spot them. Yeah. But every now and then they creep in, dude. They I still mean, creep in. They're, they've gotten to where they've gotten because they're good at it. Yeah. And well, like your dad, we didn't even talk about this. Like, t- do you want to say what your dad did to you? Yeah. So I would love to dedicate a, a, an episode to this. Cause I think, cause as much as I was reading it for my dad, it was, you know, about being a child of, of a, of a, a narcissistic parent. Mm-hmm. I was, it, I, it's hard for me to, I'm like, well, this is all about my last relationship mm-hmm. because a lot of people, um, I don't think it's common to grow up with at least one of your parents being very narcissistic, um, uh, a common side effect, if you will, is that then you get into relationships. Mm-hmm. Your your part, your life partners are maybe a narcissistic person, especially if you become like codependent and mm-hmm. very people pleasing, like I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, but I, I'll just like how I got in this whole thing with my dad. He was, he's never, we've, it's never been a healthy relationship yeah. all growing up. Um, very good amount of times, physically abusive, very emotionally abusive. Um, and it, this situation happened like two and a half years ago where it just kind of opened my eyes. And I was like, this is, this is, I'm a 20, at the time I was like, I'm, ugh, I'm admitting my age. I was 26 years old, adult woman. And he had done stuff to me that I was like, it's not, this isn't right. I'm not going to keep putting up with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you learn at some point, you're like, just because they're your parent or your family does not mean that you get to, they get to just continuously do whatever they can to you without remorse. And you just put up with it. Yeah. Uh, So I just like kind of cut ties with him. I made sure like I, there was no financial ties. There was no, uh, I, I just stopped speaking to him. And I'll tell you, it was, I've never felt healthier. Yeah. It was just like cutting all this toxicity toxicity. Yeah, toxicity. Out of my life. And um it just uh and then like recently he you know, he's been trying to reach out and been just using very manipulative things like, Do you want to be a part of this family? Another way of, of guilting you mm-hmm. and saying that what you're doing you're you are causing harm on our family and it's your fault. Like, you know, yeah. instead of, you know, it's just manipulative. Yes. Uh, vocabulary. Yeah. And, um, 
And then one day, you know, he, he, I woke up and he had found that um, this uh, checking account that I still use that I'd opened when I was like, maybe it's, I was young, I was seventh grade or sixth grade, whatever mm-hmm. age, and I was a minor, couldn't open up without, uh, you know, a, a dependent. Yeah. So my dad, I, it was like a joint account. My dad had to be on connected Or co-signer yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was still on the account. De- again, didn't affect him whatsoever. Didn't in to put zero in. way. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Didn't cost him yeah. any money. It yeah. didn't take anything from him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, just closed it, and I had all of my, you know, all of your automatic payments, everything, paying rent. Because this uh, is your main checking account. Yes. Yeah, I was still using it as that. Yeah. And I just, it was just like, like only, and it no was warning. Only yeah, and he sent me a message like, well, you know, if. Um, if you wanted to continue the, to talk, then, uh, you, you could have just let it sit there. Essentially saying like, it doesn't bother me that it's open. I just closed it because you weren't talking to me. Yep. And it, you know, it's another, so fucked up. it's just another, um, control uh, maneuver. Man, yeah. Uh, maneuver of control. You said manure, which was more correct. Yeah. So just yeah, pile yeah. of horse shit. Well, it was a maneuver, a maneuver from a, pile of manure yes <laughs> um a manure maneuver yeah yeah yeah, a manure, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yes um so and i just it yeah so i've been like learning a lot about um how to um deal with narcissistic people and i've like i've been just kind of realizing like how um you know, like how textbook my dad was and all this mm-hmm. stuff in my childhood. I'm sure most people go through this. And a lot of things that to me growing up until this point were just kind of like this tornado shit storm of like emotions and and um, guilt and, and mm-hmm. frustration. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of it is coming to make sense now. And I'm realizing like my dad is a sick person. Right. Like it's not just... You yeah. know, and he's and hurting you as a, yes. but, but that's a symptom of his illness Yes, is what yeah, he yeah. does to you. And it's not about you at all. Yeah. And so you have to cut yourself out of that because if not, sure. you would just be a, a punching bag. Oh, I was. Yeah. I was for a long, long time. But you still are when he does shit like cuts off your fucking checking account. But yeah. So ultimately though, you were able to like get your money I got my money and you just have to, I had to like, start you know, a new a day's account. work of figuring out what I had tied in it. And, and you know, yeah. Cause then you got to like, change it on every single thing where money's coming out. I all mean, of my like health insurance, phone, car. Wasn't unemployment coming to that yes. too? I mean, that's everything. It's not easy. No. It's change. Um, that is so, oh my God. It's so dirty. Yeah. But I guess that's my only, like, last tie to it. It just now is about, you know, it's family. So my brothers still talk to them, you know, and it's like they, there's a term that they use called flying monkey where the narcissist will, like, use somebody. Uh, if they can't communicate with you, yeah. they'll use somebody else. A minion. As a, yeah, as yeah. a messenger. Mm-hmm. And they kind of twist the story for them. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, they're getting other people against you mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm I it's, it's one of those things where I'm not even – telling other people don't talk to him he's a bad person i am just doing what i need Mm -hmm. to do to protect myself yeah self-preservation and it's just that frustrating thing where now you have other family members coming at you acting like you're this for better for worse like horrible cunt that's tearing yeah it's tearing the family apart 
when clearly you're not, you're just defending yourself. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not evoking uh, negative feelings. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to start a war with him with anybody else. Yeah. It's just like this. He's so childish. It's so it's crazy. You like grow up and I know people say this a lot, but like you realize that your parents are also human humans. Beings. It's hard. Very, very flawed people. Yeah. It's and a hard you, thing to realize. Yeah. And you got it. And sometimes you just want them to recognize that as well, but they're still stuck in the hole. You know, I'm a parent, you're a child. And then you look at them and you're like, I'm a grown ass person. Yeah. And I, these tricks don't work on me anymore. Yes. It's very liberating though. Yeah. When you can, um, I mean, I love my parents and I, you know, still have a relationship with them, but, uh, it's not always easy and it's not always super healthy. And, uh, my parents had me when they were teenagers. And so there's a lot of mistakes made that were made as a kid that, you know, turned into patterns that carry on into today. And, uh, yeah, I mean, sucks, man. It does, but then sucks to realize, like once you've made excuses for things your whole life and then you get to a certain age and you're like, Oh, wait a second. I know exactly what was happening here. And the narrative that I created for it is not actually correct. Yes. Yeah. I'm now an adult and I realize and recognize all of these things. Yeah. But you do, you also realize like, I don't know, if you really like start to, I, I can't recommend therapy enough, but, um, when you do like the things you kind of realize like why you're so desperate for certain things and why, you know, like, um, and it is kind of, you learn your own, um, things that you try and escape to, mm-hmm. to feel better about yourself. Oh, yeah. And when you start working on those things, yeah, it helps a ton. I realize I am very codependent and I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. So, well, so am I. So I get that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of women are though. I feel like it's a very like female thing to please yeah. people. Because yeah. we're not told to to stand our ground and, you know, only with certain things are we told to stand our ground. Like, no means no. Like, that's all we're told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with everything else we're told, mm, I don't know. You mm. should just follow the rules. You shouldn't yeah. uh, do this. Be pleasant. Be pleasant. Yeah, Smile. Yes, yesterday I, I did Put on a, some lipstick. Po- a podcast for somebody. And yeah. I was so mad at myself because I didn't know, really know who this guy was. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, I saw you at a show and I was on a date and I just thought like, oh, she's so hot. She's so beautiful. I'm going to go up and say something to her. But I, he was on a date? Yeah. And he and said I don't all know, that to you? And I don't even know. I was just mad at myself because I was like, I really wanted to mouth off this dude and just be like, hey, you sound like an asshole. Yeah. But I just was like, ha, 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 It's such a um, innate thing in a woman to mm-hmm. to make – still make the um situation comfortable for everybody right instead of speaking oh your we've mind. talked about this in a past episode too but yeah how we're instead of fighting we'll just we'll make it funny or pleasant or whatever instead oh there's been times i mean i look back at so many situations i was in with people either after shows happens a lot after shows yeah back when life is normal but like people will just come up and say the most bizarre things ballsy things to you men and women and couples and individuals and I mean they just say like it's just nothing but 
when people when there's a line of people like after a comedy show and they're all talking to the comic, it's just one backhanded compliment after the oh, other, yeah. after the other, after the other. People constantly come up and they think, "Oh, I just saw you be funny and and open up there, so now I can say anything I want." So that's that's my permission to come up and say every disgusting, mm-hmm. weird, terrible thought that comes into my head or every backhanded compliment I can think of, yeah, which yeah, are things you're like, a "Comic, so yeah, you're a comic, you can take it. You'd yeah, like this," yeah. or they just say awful things in front of you like even if it's not to you or about you like I've had people say some nasty stuff in front of me and to me about other people or use like the n-word or do shit like out 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 after the show like right next to Mm -hmm. where the state and I'm like what part of what I just did told you that I'm anything like that and that I would think that that joke that contained those slurs or whatever, like that I would think any of that was funny or okay. What about what I just did made you think, give, gave you the permission? Because you're a comedian. Like you laugh at the, like you get me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, no, you know, the people in my office, they don't, but you're a comedian. So like you get why I can say the N word. Yeah. And I have to look at them and go, that's not okay. That's not. And then they, all they want is like, they want your validation that they're funnier, that yeah. they came up with something clever, that your their street joke that they decided to memorize 30 years ago and repeat to you is, you know, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I have to stand there and, like, look at them, and then it's this weird combination of things because you're like, well, you just spent money to see me. You're complimenting me. You're complimenting me, and then after that you threw in some weird, bizarre thing. And then, so you're, you're constantly, at, like, at war with your own mind in those situations. Because you don't want to be... You don't want to be an asshole. asshole. Yeah, you don't want them to turn on you. You want to keep yourself safe, too, because you yes. never know. The strange man, after a show, he could fucking wait outside, follow you to your car, murder you, mm-hmm. uh, follow you online, dox you, ruin your life. You know what I mean? Like, you never know how crazy people are. Yeah. And so you have to like you're you're walking this tightrope and usually if people say something super horrible, I usually like I'll say something back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll still be fucking nice or funny about it. I I want to get to the Instead point where of, I I just want to be a I just want to yes. be a cunt. That's what I want to yeah. do. I just want to be like, wow, don't, we'll see, but I would do that. Like, wow, don't, definitely don't say that. I don't, I don't think that's funny. And that's, you shouldn't think that that's funny and you shouldn't say that. Like, I'll do that, but I'm never like, oh, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. That's what I would like to do. I, I, I want to get, get to that, that level. Point. I'm yeah. still like, ha 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 ha. I want you to disappear right now. Ha, 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 ha. No, I had a guy, I had a guy come up to me after a show um, in another state and he said to me, oh, I, got, I got a joke. I got a joke. I mean, I don't, I'm never going to be able to do comedy, but I got a joke. And I was like, okay, whatever. And he goes, uh, hey, huh? it's not rape if you're married. And I just stared at him. His wife was standing next to him. And I stared at him and I go, yes, it is. <laughs> I literally was like, and it's called marital rape and it's punishable by law. And he just went, uh, well, I guess I don't have any jokes then. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you don't. Because no. nothing about what you just said is funny. And I, I felt like, so, like I, I was so sad. I wanted to look at his wife and be like, blink twice if you need help. Yeah. Like, are you okay? But he just thought he was so fucking funny. He thought that. And then I shut him down. I watched his balls like go up inside his body like and just travel up into his abdomen because he was so demasculated demasculated in the moment 
Yeah. He was like, he did not know what to say in that moment. But I was just like, no. What? Why? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) He was shocked. He did not know what to say. uh, See. But I was like, yeah, man, that's not funny. Not funny or true. So, wow. I love that. I want to get to that level. Yeah, but what I, I should have said was "fuck off." Yeah, that's that's um like that's, that's what I should have. I would the like rainbow to... level in, War- in Mario Kart. Yeah, I want to get there. Yeah, I know. Oh, hey, so we're both on a show together uh, this Saturday in a couple days. Yeah, so we've got uh, it's the roast of 2020. And Joe Pettis from One Up Comedy is putting it on. He puts it's a on character roast. Oh yeah, it's a character roast. So everybody has to be in characters for it. Yes. And we're all roasting this fucking year. And it's gonna be outdoors at Pont City Market at eight PM. Yeah, you can Google one up comedy for yeah, tickets. Like the letter the letter. The letter one. The letter. This brought to you by the letter one. Here at Sesame Street. Open Sesame Street. <laughs> but no, one up comedy, uh, character roast, but yeah, Pont City Market in Atlanta outside. It's a cool little like amphitheater little area that they put together. Um, yeah, so we're going to be doing that. I am playing Carol Baskin. So I texted her last night and I was like, well, cool. Now I have to binge watch Tiger King for the first time. And I'm so you still hadn't watched busy. Tiger King. I've got so much Instagram scrolling to do. <laughs> Uh, no, I still haven't watched it, so, but I have to be able to roast Carol Baskin, and I am Britney, Britney Spears. Spears. Oh, so, um, Do it again. Britney Spears stubs her toe. Ready? Oh. <laughs> I'm so excited, but it sucks um, ass because you're going to be on there, and none of us are allowed to roast Britney Spears right now because she's, uh, she's being held captive but in her this own is, home. Here's my stance on it. We can, because you know what? Brittany has figured it out. Mm-hmm. Brittany's happier and doing better than the rest of us. I do So agree. I don't know why everyone feels bad for her. She is happy in whatever the state of whatever she's in. Yeah. She's happy. Yeah. Oh, you feel bad for her because she's not miserable and trying to uh, uh, stay relevant as everyone else. And she's just doing what she wants to do and put it out on Instagram and she enjoys doing it, and, and, and everyone's like, oh, my God, she's in danger. Look at her. She's she's so happy. She shouldn't be that happy. That's like, what it is. I think she's figured out more than any of us, and she's laughing at all of us that are, quote, unquote, worried about her. I think so, too. So I will definitely be taking you down at the show. <laughs> now I don't feel bad about roasting Britney Spears. Bring it the F on. I'll bring it on. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. We got that. Anything else we need to talk about? Nah. This has been a quadruple mini at this point. Yeah. Oh, people have been reaching out with love uh, for my dog, and I really appreciate Aww. that so much. Cammy uh, is my little baby. And I think the last time we talked about it, I mentioned her having seizures. Um, She is on Kepra right now, and she's been on it for going on three weeks. And the Kepra for the very first week was just... This is what the vet did not warn me about, which pissed me the hell off, which was that she was going to be completely sedated for almost 24 hours a day while she was adjusting to those meds. Like she could not walk on her own. She could not jump on and off the couch. She could not uh, eat her food without help. Like I was literally dropping water into her mouth with a dropper. And I, 
I did not know that all of that was side effects. I just assumed, okay, seizures started. We don't know the cause of those. So that could be stroke related. And if she could have had some strokes and now she like cannot control her Mm -hmm. body. So that's genuinely what I thought for like over a week. She was very sad. It was very sad. You saw her like that. And it was, I just bawled crying every single day. And it was just so fucking hard. And Jared and I were like having conversations about, is this it? Is this the end? Is How do we do this? Like, I mean, it, it was the worst. It was the worst. And uh, then I realized that one thing we had to fix her meds. So we had to adjust the meds a little bit, but then everybody else I talked to after a reach out to professionals were like, Oh, it's going to take a month at least for Kepra to like work in her system and for her to get used to it. And it, for, for it to start stopping seizures, like it's supposed to, Mm -hmm. because also she's been having seizures still since then, not as often uh, or as close together, but she is still having a seizure every like other day. But when it all first happened, it was like five seizures in 24 yeah. hours or seven or something like that, something crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, the thing is, is the medicine is working and uh, it's, she's getting much more used to it. When Catherine came over today, Cammie was jumping and running and barking yes. and very excited to see me. Yay. Which felt normal again. It was normal. <laughs> God, I could like cry right now thinking about it. Like just seeing her barking and, like she did not bark for two weeks to have a dog that does not bark for two that is hard it's like she i'm like well she'll never be the same again this is it this is how we'll have her until she dies which is probably soon and that's all i could think every day yeah but now she's in she's back to being a little you might bunny a baby rabbit, you whittle, yeah. just run around she's jumping she's a whittle. but yeah now the meds i mean still like kind of knock her out at night but the good thing is, is she gets to spend the entire day normal and so we're hoping we still don't know the cause of the seizures. That's what everybody keeps asking. We don't know the cause. I have found out that an MRI for her is way more money than I thought it was going to be. So we're going to just kind of hold on to hope for this med to start working and just chill those seizures out. And then uh, if we have to take more steps or if she if she gets worse, then um, that's what we'll just have to do. We'll just have to scrape up the money and figure out how to do it and uh, pay for that. So This just makes me scared to get a dog. No, because all of the love and all the time with them is so much more worth the little, it's, it's so, it's worth so much more than those tiny little awful moments. And the thing is, is they die. I mean, it sucks ass, but. What? I know. I didn't want to be the one to tell you. They what? They have to die eventually. I know. Don't get one if you don't want it to die. Okay. Well. But the love that they give you, and the, here's I've the thing, it's not just about you getting the love, it's about you giving the love to them and you giving them a good home. There's so many dogs that need to be adopted. So many dogs that are just sitting there, scared, in a crate, miserable, wondering why they were left and abandoned and why they're not being loved. And it's more important to give them a good life than it is to give you a good life. Than to pay a breeder who's then going to keep breeding mm-hmm. while the dogs in the shelters are dying. Yep. Adopt, don't shop, y'all. Uh, I hope you get a dog when you a hot tub. Get we a house. are, we are soon. Get a doggy and name a hot tub. Oh, get a little doggy name a hot tub. Yeah, we'll name. We we'll say, look, you can see his little water spout. Yep, yep. That's a good way to. Or her little jacuzzi. Oh yeah. Why don't look. you get a dog named jacuzzi? And we'll call her, Koozie? 
Koozie. That's really cute. That's a cute name, yeah, Koozie. Really little Koozie. Little Koozie. Little Koozie Koozie. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. This is a great uh, thing to end on. Um, I don't know how much time we've done, so I apologize. This is going to be a really long mini, but I don't think y'all are sorry because y'all missed our beautiful yeah. voices last week. Should we play our voicemail for next week? All right. This is going to be our voicemail um, for next week. Good point, Catherine. Glad you Thank brought it you. up. Yes. Uh, so here we go. Hey, uh, it's Hillary Heath. I'm calling regarding your podcast, Katie's. Um, I have a story of my high school boyfriend whose name was Ashley. He had a girl's name. It was horrible. He really wanted to take my virginity under the stars on prom night. And I thought it was super cliche and boring. I told him no. And instead, he slept with my best friend um, on prom night when I went home. All right. All right. Tune in next week to hear the full story. That's right. We're going to have Hillary on. It's going to be really fun and funny. Uh, and in the meantime, y'all take care of yourselves. Uh, go to therapy if you can. Adopt a dog. Um, Get that money back from your ex. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and don't be taken advantage of. Try not to. Stay stabby. Keep that metaphorical knife real close by. Hell yeah. Toodles. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you've cheated or been cheated on, you've got a cheating story and we want to hear it. So please leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. And you can follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. Follow me, Catherine Blanford, at KBiz9. That's K-B-I-Z-Z-9. Stay stabby. Go ahead. Go to your ready-made horse. That's all you're good for.